0: Running with Jake, the podcast. on this episode. How would he feel if you achieved the awesome goal of gold in the Paralympics? I don't think there is a... How you could even describe it
1: without actually... It is the biggest thing you could do. Running with Jake,
0: the podcast, Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. I've got a question for you. What? Would you rather be attacked by a bear-sized duck or five duck-sized bears? Five duck-sized bears. I think it's a good question. I think it's a good question. This this is a question that was posed to me by a friend of mine in the week. it's been. I've been racking my brains all week on this one. We send voice messages to each other back and forth and we keep each other motivated through Christmas and lockdown and that thing they call life. And the other day, this is a, the message I got from him, voice messages. I've got a question for you. Would you rather be attacked by a bear-sized duck or five duck-sized bears? Now, it seems really obvious, but I don't think it is. I want to know your answer. And more importantly, I want to know your reason... <laughs> Why? You say it's a good question. It's a question
2: that absolutely foxed me because I wasn't expecting. There's no it. fox. It's not about foxes. You know, You're changing things. It's about ducks and bears. Let me assure you that the length of time it took uh, for me to answer that and actually come to an answer was shorter than it actually was because I realised how boring it was as a podcast listener for you to sit there and listen to complete silence. So I shortened it a little bit in the edit. So it actually took me about one minute and 27 seconds just to actually come to terms with the question in the first place. You, you haven't answered it. You've not answered the question. Would you rather be attacked
0: I did. by a bear sized duck or five duck sized bears? That's the question. I want to know your answer and I want to know
2: your reason. Five duck sized bears? they'd be like Paddington. i'd be able to charm them they'd be cute they'd be all right they'd be cool five duck-sized bears you would rather be attacked by bears possibly, Gri- possibly. They're grizzly bears I, I don't know although although a bear-sized duck really really dangerous because um my we've got chickens at the moment and they if let me tell you if they were the size of a person we'd be done for dude they would rule us. It's because they will. They will take anything down. They will eat anything. I'm not even joking. But I used to have. Well, I didn't. It was a, a, a girlfriend that I used to have. Uh, I used to have a girlfriend who had ducks, and um, I remember they had. She had. Um, she had two male ducks, um, and what used to happen is they used to try and um, uh, copulate with with each other, and then if she unfortunately got in the middle, they go crazy at her. They go, cra- they go insane at her, honestly. And just, and one, oh, man, I can't even tell you. It was like a scene from something about Mary. You mean with the hair gel? Yeah, with the hair gel. You may understand that. And honestly, when that comes from a duck, it's really, really weird. Oh, man, no, stop, stop. No, stop. I'm, not even jo- I'm not even joking. Yeah. If you've not seen the film, then don't watch it because you'll know what I'm talking <laughs> about, and that is horrible. Um, but what I'm saying is if there were one of those and it were the size of a bear, just imagine what could happen there. Well, that's interesting
0: because I've asked quite a few people this question and they've all gone for a bear-sized duck, which I find quite interesting that you've gone the other way. Yeah, I have, certainly, yeah. I would say I'm in the the bear-sized duck camp, but probably not for the reasons that you think. And this connects well to the show, Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. That's what this show is all about, running motivation. For me, it's about corner speed. Because I figure I, figure I couldn't outrun... A bear-sized duck in a straight line, but I figure I could corner faster than it. So that would be my technique. I would I would zigzag effectively, right. which would enable me to to build up some distance from said duck. That would be my my logic. Whereas I think if you've got five duck-sized bears, <laughs> I mean that you know they're going to corner pretty quickly, and also depending on their yeah. level of knowledge and expertise, they could work together as a team and they could take you down strategically. Man, you don't want that. You
2: don't want that. You're thinking about zigzagging and running away with them, whereas I'm just worried about being sexually assaulted by a by, by a bear-sized duck. I mean, that oh says God. something about us, doesn't it? It does. I mean, what am I dealing with here? <laughs> what kind know. of people am
0: I dealing with? I asked Martina this question last night. Her response straight away was, oh, man, definitely a bear-sized duck. I said, great, I get that. I'm on the same page. Why? She said, well, you know, five duck-sized bears. I mean, bears have really big teeth. I was like, yeah, but they're the size of ducks. They don't have massive teeth. They're the size of ducks. They have tiny teeth. They don't have bear sized teeth. They have duck sized teeth. I don't know. Do ducks have teeth? D- ducks don't have teeth. No, trust me. During the sexual assault, I saw. Should we crack on with the show? Yes. For God's sake, yes. Or should we just pull the plug now? <laughs> This has been Running with Jake, the podcast. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. <laughs> or no, not. don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're just joking. We have got a great show lined up for you. We've got an awesome guest, and he is on the show now. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward
2: slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast.
0: Today's guest is athlete Barney Corral. He's a 100 metre sprinter and long jumper. And in 2019, he won gold in the World Para Athletics Junior Championships in Switzerland. Well, first of all, we're off to a bit of a good start here with our guest today because I actually got his name right. We're chatting to Barney Corral. Not Corral. You often get called Corral, Barney. Is that- I got it Corral. right there. I got it yes. right. Yes.
2: You got it correct first time. Yeah. Do that. you know I feel like a real clown because before we we, we we started recording, Jake said to me, What's his name? Is it Coral? And I went, I don't know, I think it will probably only have one R if it was. I think it might be Corral. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did the intro, Jake. I mean I mean that's the kind of preparation that
0: we put into our chats with our guest, Barney. We really pull out all the stops, you know. <laughs> right. We do, we do. Listen, it's great it's great to chat to you. This is a bit it's a bit random for us. We're recording on a Saturday afternoon, which we don't normally do, and we're we're all pretty chilled out. How How's uh, how's things for you this weekend? Have you been training? What are you up to? I just came back from training this morning, so I had my my training
1: session this morning. I'm now switching off for the weekend. Good man.
2: Mate, I like it. I can see, obviously, we're connected via um, Zoom, and uh, I can see in the background, it looks like you're at a pub. You've got a big sign that says, nobody gets out sober. Is that yours? (laughs) Uh, As like an athlete? Is that yours? I can't say that's mine. No, that is... (laughs) Mother
1: Joe ah, Coral's sign.
0: I see, right, she, that
1: makes sense. Your mum sounds like fun, she loves her loves signs like that. We'll,
0: get, like we'll get your mum on next week on the show, but right now we're going to yeah. chat to you, Barney, about your training. Uh, listen, I want loads of questions I've got for you, but first of all, what session did you do today? I'm interested, I always like to know what people get up to. What was as an athlete, world class athlete, what did your Saturday session consist of? So
1: you've called me on a pretty Easy week, so I'm on a I'm on a kind of a rest week. So my sessions this week have been very light. But my session my session this morning was it was just a few fast runs. So uh, just I just had three sixty meter runs, and that was it. Warm up, get it, get ready, activate, and then just
0: straight just three sixty second runs and and core at the end and that was my whole session this morning. Wow. I mean there's wow. there's people listening to this thinking, "Oh, like marathon runners. Oh, I want to take that session. That sounds easy." But of course, you're <laughs> mm-hmm. on a rest week. But actually with the nature of what you do, you need that that power, don't you? You know when you're doing those kind of sessions like this morning and I, I know it was a it sounds like a overall a bit of an easier session, an easier week. How much rest time do you give yourself between those those efforts? Between
1: each run? Yeah. About 5 to 6 minutes. Wow. Is Probably maximum. Sometimes you'll sometimes you'll literally just do a quick turnover of three minutes, four minutes. So it's not much in between, but enough to where you you've got your body rested up and ready to go again kind of.
0: It's amazing though, isn't it? Because for you know, we have a lot of endurance runners listening to our show and we speak to people, you know, athletes like yourself, we have experts on we have real runners with real stories and I think a lot of the endurance runners, it's difficult to kind of get the head around that somebody like yourself generating all that power when you're running for 60 metres and giving it maximum effort, you kind of need this 5-6 minutes rest in between, I mean you're saying yeah. sometimes it's like a quick turnaround, 3 or 4 minutes, that sounds long, I mean if I set any of my runners an interval session, I said right you've got 4 minutes rest in between they'll be like oh my god this is the most amazing session ever. When I talk to a few of the endurance runners down the track, they're like, "Oh, your sessions—they're just—they're so easy." <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 you don't know the half of the story. <laughs> but with the sort of stuff you you guys do, you know, like that short stuff, you, you you kind of there's no room for for error, is there? And that's obviously the case in your event, and you're the expert. You know, you can tell me about this Barney, but you've got to kind of—you can't settle into it. You can't settle into the event like you can a long distance mm. run. It's just go, isn't it? And I guess there's a lot... There's a bigger margin for error. Is that right? So mine's, yeah, as I said, its main is... Main is the long jump and then the 100
1: as well, but, yeah, with the 100, it's it's just... You're on the line. Bang, as soon as that gun goes, everything just kicks in. Like, you're just... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's just... Every, it just seems like it lasts for so much longer than 10 seconds, 11 seconds, whatever it is, and it just... It's just a mad feeling, like the adrenaline pumping through your veins and everything. It's just absolute crazy.
2: Yeah, you guys, you guys are massively, massively, you know, just so tuned for this. It's unbelievable. And I've got to ask, you know, you mentioned the, the gun going and then all of a sudden everything pumps into action and it's like, boom, this is what it's all been about. Off we go. And like you say, no room for error. It's like, you've got to get it perfect. You've yeah. got to do it. And you've got to do as best as you can possibly do right at that particular second. Do you just have interest and, and get into the human side of it? Do you uh, like have nightmares about that or dreams about it where you wake up and you hear a shot and it's like, whoa, or a, or a car backfires down the road and you're like, whoa. I'm in action not me personally but I, have, but
1: I feel like there's probably people because I haven't done it long enough but I feel like maybe if you if you'd asked me that question 10 years down the road maybe <laughs> when I've been hearing guns left right and centre for a long time maybe but um, no but you do you do dream about it you do get your get your dreams of just like you want to because you, you never want no one wants the false start that's like sure you, you want to make sure you're getting it absolutely nailed so it's you do think about it a lot, but you, at the same time, when you're at a competition, you don't want to dwell on it because when you start to dwell on it, then you and overthink it and then it,
0: you just you'll just you'll hype yourself up way too much and you'll end up false time you know with the, when you dream about these events for example do, do you do they tend to be quite positive or negative experiences do you know what i mean do you, do you, do you suddenly dream that you're you you're taking off into the long jump pit and you're running backwards or you feel like you're running through treacle or do you yeah. or is, it, is it quite positive is it you achieving gold what are they what's, what's that dream experience or can you can you remember
1: mine's kind of my dreams have just been reflecting back on what I've done before so mm. a lot of them it's kind of like you're just flying through the air and you're kind of just hoping about getting like probably just a crazy crazy number of, of, of your drum <laughs> like you've
0: just jumped like 10 meters or something <laughs> <laughs> and you're just thinking that and you talk about reaction time and this is quite interesting because I've just been before we jumped on this call Barney I've been watching the the Formula One, the qualifying today—it's like really nerve-wracking. as yeah. you know, it's, a, it's the final race of the season, and obviously, Formula One drivers are all about many things, but being in that right <clears> headspace, being in the zone, everything flowing, optimized performance, but reaction time as well. You know, when you, you're driving at high speed is really important for you in your sport with that reaction time. What sort of training do you do to to hone that skill?
1: So, at the moment, uh, there's a, there's a few things that we do in the gym. So, there's kind of this this exercise where it's a lifting a, a lifting a, a crazy weight that you wouldn't be able to lift for literally a split second so you're not actually lift you're not actually lifting the weight but you get the feeling of it and you're literally doing it for a second and down again and that's kind of just firing up your legs that kind of thing
0: well wow. so it's not like a full lift it's just kind yeah, of you're part not, of.
1: it's not even it's yeah it's not even a lift it's literally just firing legs up kind of thing got you
0: and you you know just this short chat that we've had so far, Bonnie, you you strike me as somebody that's, you know, so positive and into this whole thing, really embracing. I know we've exchanged a couple of messages prior to this chat, obviously, and you, you mentioned some of your goals for, for next year and beyond, which I want to ask you about. But how do you deal with things? I guess I'm talking mentally here. How do you deal with like this week, for example? First of all, so when you've got an easier week and your coach, I guess, sets you the easier week, do you embrace that? Do you trust your coach and say, right, this is this is cool, or do you find the easy weeks quite hard? Because I know some athletes do. They would because they're so driven, they just want to push all the time. Where does that? Yeah. How does that work for you? The easier weeks, it is harder
1: to say. Oh, we it's this really a good idea because this is weird, like it's winter training like you want to you feel like this is where the time you want to push everything yeah. but you just gotta but you just gotta know that trusting your coaching and you need to have these times off because if you are going on and on and on without any break you know it, it's just breaking your body but yeah it is frustrating but I know that I, I trust my coach 100% I know he knows what he's doing but yeah it's it's frustrating but i know it's what i need
0: and is it uh, is it is it full on again next week after this recovery week is it back to the kind of sessions that you want to be doing
1: oh 100 100 Yeah. so
0: come on you're not training for nothing here it's not just to tick a box and to pass some time of day what are your goals barney what are you looking at achieving what's the dream what are we looking next year or the or the big big main one oh, i love it let's uh, let's go p what do you
2: think should we go big main one or which wh- where do you how do you feel oh do you know let's go let's go from this point to the big main one. okay cool so okay. everything everything
0: right
1: so my my goal next year would be to jump six meters and then
0: qualify for the power worlds in japan that's amazing the um, long jump and what what's your pb at the moment then where are you in relation to that six meters uh five meters 59 oh man i mean that's and, and yeah, what, what sort of margin yeah. is that barney for people that don't know i don't know is that is that a big margin is it a small margin i guess that's my first question and second question how do you close that gap do you know what you need to do is it just more of the same or there's some new things that you need to introduce into your training to chalk up six meters
1: gap wise is it's not it's not crazy it's not a massive far, but it's 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 ambitious but I reckon
2: we could do it I must say this is the only time we've ever interviewed anyone I've never had a ruler out before but I have now and I'm looking and I'm going "Hi, oh, is... actually that is quite a way I suppose <laughs> yeah but you know it depends how big your feet are doesn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
1: being able to close the gap I've just uh, recently moved moved coaches to uh, Aston Moore and I I think his his training his training just the way he trains is unbelievable and I'm learning so many new skills and I've, i feel so much stronger than i was before and i think give me a, a few more months and i think we can really
0: really, really do something special at, uh, at, uh, and i'm really excited to just kind of crack on god you're itching to go aren't you i can see now just you relax mate it's only saturday you've got another easy day tomorrow <laughs> just calm down and then monday you can go for it again you know when you change coaches how long have you worked with this new coach for by the way about six weeks Is that an easy transition to make? Is it an easy thing to do, like a decision to make, first of all, rather than a transition across? But actually, because is there a loyalty kind of element to working with a coach? I imagine there is. How how did that, how did you find that and what made you want to change coach? Was it other influencers recommending, suggesting, or did it come, was was it down to you?
1: Changing coach was extremely difficult. I had a lot of loyalty to my old coach. He was the one that I first, I, I first really started doing well with, and he was—he was the one who's took me to, he took me all the way to, uh, junior world champion. So it was a lot of loyalty. It was a really, t- I was an awful decision to make. It was such a difficult one, but we—it was done by mutual, mutual because he had other commitments that he couldn't, he couldn't st- he couldn't do it do it that much anymore, and he couldn't commit to the amount of time that I needed at the track. And this new coach that I've got Aston Moore, more, um, he. He is a full-time British Athletics coach, so he's down there. He knows what he's doing. He's one of the best in the world, and it was just a no-brainer when I had the off- when I had the opportunity and he was willing to take on me. I'd, it was a no-brainer to go to him.
0: You've got to put yourself first, haven't you, in these in these situations? And I guess when you're tapping to somebody's at the level that you're at to make these gains and these improvements, you've got some clear, you know, real defined goals there. You've got to do what it takes to get you to that level, haven't you? And I guess tap into a different skill set as well, kind of fill in, fill in the gaps, as it were. Where do you go from here there in terms of your your training now as an overview Barney what sort of things are important to you what are the key elements is it is it is it speed and power is it technique what what do you need to get to that so that's six meters.
1: I think literally all of the above is literally getting nailing all of them so that's why I've I've got both a sprints coach and a long jump coach so we work with both of them very closely and they work together quite closely just so we can manage so we get everything right because it's, it's all with the long jump it is literally nailing both the speed and getting the perfect technique to get where you want to be but I think with Aston at the moment he's really just stripping back and completely going back to basics and really nailing everything so when we start properly jumping, we know we're getting everything where we want to be.
0: And do you know, talking of knowing everything, when, you're, when you set off in the, let's say the long jump, and your approach, do you know whether you are on for a good jump or not, pretty much immediately, you know, in terms of the run-up, or do you know actually if, you, if you're a little bit slower, therefore it's going to be a little bit harder to make a good distance do you have that sense of awareness
1: with the run unless you're making like very obvious kind of str- different strides it's kind of hard to tell for me personally but for me how you stretch how much you're stretching and how much you put power off the board is really where I can figure out if it's going to be a decent one or not
0: yeah and i guess then you've got the whole avoiding disqualification and and making sure you you, you take off Accurately and stuff to, to so you avoid a no jump. I guess that that is important. And is yeah. that is that down to mindset as well? Do you have to kind of do you, do you shelve that a little bit? You know, when you are competing, or is it something that's on your mind? You know, gosh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to fluff this up. I don't want to be disqualified. It depends how many jumps you've got. Like, when I went. I I went. I,
1: I got called up for the to the senior team for the first time this year, and I went there for long jump. And I I um it was only three jumps, and that played on my mind a little bit, but I kind of put it to the back of the head. But I, I know jumped in the first because you had the first three jumps, and if you didn't make any of them, you disqualify. These first disqualified. I missed the first one, and that kind of it was like, okay, that's all right. We, we can go again. We've got two more. But it was the second one that I missed, and that's when the mentality switched, and you go, like, oh, okay, this final one is my last chance, or I'm out of here. So when turned, and in the end, I did miss it, and that was it was heartbreaking. I can't describe. I can't. I cannot describe that feeling that I felt when that happened. From a first major champs, for a first like senior major champs, I got caught. That I went to and like getting DQ'd straight away. It was just heartbreaking. It was. It was a really tough few days, but I had a, a good team around me to really support me through it. But yeah, just I. Uh, it's it's yeah. If you miss those first few jumps, it it can mess with you mentally. It's really hard to kind of like. Figure that out, but I know as from as from experiences you learn from you learn from your mistakes, and I know that in the future if that happens again, I know just to stay calm and trust just trust the run
0: and the process, and I know just to go again. How old are you, Barney? If you don't mind me asking you that, um, twenty-one. So twenty-one called up to the senior team to represent the country in Poland. That was this year, right? Yeah. I mean, that must be just the most incredible and surreal experience and and which i want to ask you about but the outcome of that with what happened as you just told us you know the the heartbreaking outcome of disqualification and and then having to deal with that and obviously you've got good people around you and, and just having that mindset that look you know i learned from it moving forward i've got some ambitious goals i mean absolute credit to you it's amazing for for us to to hear and for everybody listening to the show now how did it feel with the moment that you got the call up to represent your country for the senior team my best mate is tom young and he's like he's big time now he's like paralympic champion
1: 100 meters and he's like my best mate he's he's my guy to go to to talk about and i met i was talking to him i was like right you know with selection do you know where when because i wanted to know because i was in for a shout of it because i i jumped a decent i've been in decent, I had a few PBs under my belt and it was looking good. So um, I basically asked him, I was like, right, for selection, what day is it? What time is it where the cutoff is? And he was like, oh, it was this day and the cutoff is around about seven o'clock. And I was, I was, I remember I was sitting there, I was actually in the, I was having my hair cut. And it was getting to seven, and I was like, "Oh, I guess, I, I guess I've just, I've just missed it." So I was kind of feeling a bit gutted. And then all of a sudden, I get this un, unregistered, uh, like just unregistered number call me, and instantly I was like, "How much do I owe? And who do I owe?" <laughs> yeah, but I, I instantly knew the voice. I knew, I knew the voice of the person straight away, and I just, I just went, "You're effing joking me!" Because <laughs> I just, I, I just couldn't believe I had to got selected. It was just absolute. It was. Crazy. Mm. I
0: know obviously you give a lot of love to people that give you a lot of love and support with your your athletic journey. Somebody that I know you have a lot of respect for. You mention in your Instagram post regularly is your mum. How did you break the news to your mum and what did she say?
1: Well she was there she luckily she was there with me and I I think she heard the conversation and when I when I came in it was just it was absolutely just Oh, like both of us couldn't believe it. We like we I've, I've worked so hard for this that it was just an absolute. It was it was actually my dad that was quite the funny one because he wasn't there, so we called him. And I remember calling him. I could hear him crying over the phone, which which was
0: it was like, I, I, that it was just amazing. Wow. And did they go over to to watch you and support Bonnie? Were they able to do that? Obviously, it's difficult times at the moment, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Back then, it was very strict COVID rules back then, so there was no spectators
0: whatsoever. Um, Yeah It's a very It's a very difficult thing Isn't it Because what you are Trying to achieve And what you are achieving And working towards Your big goals They're massive And everything matters As we know And you've got to Really commit yourself And dedicate yourself Training everything but yet we're in these. I hate using the phrase on certain times because it's just used so much at the moment. Mm. But we we feel like oh we're turning a corner we're we're coming out the other side now and then all of a sudden we get hit by you know more news that actually right back to wearing masks there's travel restrictions and these things. How did lockdown affect you with your training and your and your goals or were you able to kind of carry on as normal or did you have to make some serious adaptations to how you train?
1: At the start it was. Very much having to, you know, just in lockdown, so there was no no track access whatsoever. Um, but so our whole group, we went on, we were doing, we were doing like daily Zoom calls, doing circuits, making sure we really, really kept up with the training, which, which was very, which was really difficult for me actually because, it, 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 you're not getting the same social interaction. It just doesn't feel as good because you're just in your home. It was, it was. It was tough to get on those calls and go right. We're doing this today, but you, so mentally it was very, very difficult to really psych yourself
0: up to do those training sessions. And obviously, you have a lot of love for your your best mate Tom Young, who's big time now, as you mentioned. How how did he handle it, or did he like yourself use people like you to support him and just kind of stay, stay, stay clear headed, I guess, and and stay in the game? How did he, how did it work for him? Yeah, I
1: think he was in the same boat. We were talking over it. Um, I found it quite difficult. But he was quite lucky because he was on the World Class Pro. He's on the World Class program. So luckily he got as I, as he kept gloating to me over the time. <laughs> he he was he was quite lucky to be able to, able to get to the track. He was able to get to the track a bit sooner than I was. Mm. Ah, got you. So very much a very lucky boy he was over the, <laughs> over the
0: times. And what and what's his uh, disciplines? So he's a 100 200 metre runner. Okay. And you're 100 100- and the long jump and i'm 100 in long jump which do you prefer and how did you find them how did you know you were good at those that's what i want to know i prefer long jump mainly cuz that's the one that i've got i'm best at really makes sense um
1: mm. and i found it i found out how i found out long jump doing it was in a sports day i did it once and i was like this is quite good and i remember doing some extra sessions extra sessions with it and i really enjoyed it but at the time I was I was um doing football so I didn't really find a club but it was a few months after it when i um I decided to quit football and start to move more into athletics because I got a I got invited to this um special like athletes day so it was for talented athletes with like elite background because i was when I did football I was in the cerebral palsy England team so I had an elite background um I tried the long jump there and basically the woman literally said. You are so good at this. Have you? Are you at a club or something? I went. No, I've never really done it before. She's like, you need to get, you need to get to a club like as quick as possible, really. So
0: that's amazing, isn't that's it? That's kind of where it all kicks off. It's far, how do you find talent? How do you find that you have a talent, and how do you you spot other people's talent? You know, I know for some people, it's their job you know, in the world of football and and talent scouts and whatnot. But, you know, for you to just have that experience, what if you hadn't have have, have had that experience of the long jump on a sports day and and somebody saying, do you know what, mate? I think you probably should, um, you should probably have another go at this. (laughs) (laughs) You should give it a good go. (laughs) It's just incredible, really. What's your downtime? How do you switch off from everything sport? Because let's face it, you need to, right? You need to kick back a little bit as well, put your feet up, rest. What do you do?
1: Because I'm, at the moment, I do, I do college and i do this so if i'm not in college if i'm not in a training i'm at college so my downtime's very little at the moment but if i do it's just it's netflix or xbox really that is my main
0: downtime netflix or xbox what are you watching on netflix at the moment what's what's, what's your thing
2: <laughs> give me some tips man i need to some... nine nine
0: brooklyn nine nine i hear, nine, I hear a lot nine, of good nine. things about that here, Pete, have you very seen that? Good, have you seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? Mm.
2: Do you know? I've not seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, no. I'm into Squid Game at the moment, although I'm not really into it. I'm just like, mm. yeah, it's not right that I'm enjoying it. It's, subtil- it's <laughs> subtitles, <laughs> isn't it? The Squid Game. But no, it's overdubbed as well. It's oh, overdubbed is it? is as well. It? It's like done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's overdubbed. Yeah, yeah. And and it's weird because some parts you can't even tell it's overdubbed, which is really weird. I don't know. I'm not sure about that But anyway. That one. Maybe, maybe I give Brooklyn
0: 99 a <laughs> Nine yeah. go first. I'm not sure. And, and you're into the, the <laughs> you Xbox, a bit of a gamer, which is good to kick back. Yeah, here's, a, here's a question for you. Sometimes I think games get a bit of a, you know, people that play games and stuff get a bit of a bad rap and whatnot. Do you think it's good mm. for reaction time? You know it's good for downtime, but do you think it helps reaction time in any way?
1: Oh. One hundred percent I think my reaction time is as good as it is because of I'll I'll have to admit it, as much as as much Call of Duty I've played far too much Call of Duty and I reckon Mm. that it it has really
0: played a part in my reaction time. There you go. You need just to get. because of how much I've played. You're going to get a sponsorship deal with uh, COD, Call of Duty, after <laughs> this. You, you do realise that. They'll be on the phone. <laughs> if you get an, a, a call from an unknown number, just make sure. Well, you do answer them anyway, of course, but definitely answer this one because it'll be them on the phone.
2: Pete's a gamer as well. Pete, you're into your, your games as well. You're just like Barney here. You're to be honest, I'm, yeah, I mean, the reaction times there. Um, that of a 48-year-old man, as you can imagine, which is probably slightly slower than yours, Barney. But I'm not a gamer. No, I play games. I do play games, but I'm not a gamer because the way that I see gamers are like, like, Barney, you'll play Card Online, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You see, I'll play campaign mode because I feel like a goddamn rock star when I'm in campaign mode. But when I go online, all of a sudden, I'm playing against people like Barney, who makes me realise I'm just a 48-year-old fool who has low, low reaction times. And that's it, which is why I, I stay offline with this stuff. So I'm not a gamer, definitely well, not.
0: Well, I, I dabble with a, with a few games here and there, a bit like yourself, Pete. I'm not massively into the whole online world, but it doesn't make me not a gamer. You, you're a gamer. If you, if, you, if you play games, you're a gamer, man. What's this whole, I'm not a proper gamer? You know, it's like the whole... <laughs> I'm a non-running guy thing. I mean, you can still class yourself as a gamer <laughs> even if you're not actually online. I mean, what's the problem with that? You don't have to... I don't know if... I, 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 so the online gaming world, in your mind, is very similar to Park Run, full of lots of people that are going to finish ahead of you. You're not up for it. You don't want to put yourself in that <laughs> situation. You're a lone runner and a lone gamer. I'm starting to know you more and more. thought I'd know That's you it. completely. That's it. I don't. That's I it. I don't. <laughs> Bonnie, what, how would it feel if you achieved... The grand goal, the awesome goal of gold in the Paralympics. I know that's the dream in Paris. How would that feel?
1: <sighs> <There's>, I, <laughs> I don't think there is a how you could how you could even describe it without actually doing it because it is, it is the it is the biggest thing you could do being crowned the best at what you do at a world stage is just an unbelievable achievement and it's something that I strive for and I think about literally every day and just be if I when
0: I achieve that not if when I achieve that it it will be absolutely insane oh I love the positive attitude and do you know it's great yeah. to chat to you on the show Barney because not only are you you're so passionate about all this and confident and you're up for it you're itching to go but actually, I know there's a humility there as well. You're so grateful for the opportunity. And I know when we exchanged some messages, it was really important to you. When I, when I said to you, I said, Look, Barney, you know, you're up for coming and having a chat with us on the show. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, and you were really up for it. And you said, Yeah, yeah, you know, is it, is it okay if we, uh, we, we, give, we give British Athletics a mention and, and Paralympic futures? Because that's really important to me. How much do you owe to, to them and how grateful are you for, for really this opportunity?
1: The British Athletics and the. British athletics like Paralympic pathway has helped me so much I've come from development and I've I've just recently been promoted to the Futures Academy and the support I've been given through that is just insane and I couldn't really be here without them like the coaches on those on those camps and the coaches on the Futures camps they they give you so much support and knowledge and what you should do and what you shouldn't do is it they're, they're just so good and I don't think I would be here without them and I really do appreciate the continued support and the trust
0: they've given me to put me onto the Futures programme. This is the first time we've spoken to you on the show, Barney. would love to have you back on again to find out a little bit more about how your training's going. In the lead up to Paris, that's the big goal. Would you come back and have of a chat course. with us again is the question. Of course I will. Good man, good man. Well, listen, we're going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your relaxing weekend, nothing too crazy. Are you, are you training tomorrow or is it rest day?
1: no. Rest day, Sunday. Luckily. Oh, good man. So right. it's
0: going to be a
2: day of cod, it's the way it should be. A day of cod. If you of co- if s- you do sleep and cod, that's that's my rest day. If you do see uh, someone with the gamer tag P eight three eight, just uh, you take it easy on me, mate. You know. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. <laughs>
0: good man, Barney. If people want to keep up with you and your training, where can they find out a little bit more? You're, you're on Instagram, right? It's uh, at Barney Coral. So it's C it's C-O-R-R-A-L-L. Awesome. We will link that in the show notes page, which is runningwithjegg.com forward slash podcast. Barney, before we let you go, I have one final question for you. We ask all of our guests this question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you nervous?
1: A little bit nervous, yes. <laughs> you don't, need to, don't be
0: nervous, Barney. You don't need to be nervous at all, my friend. So uh, this is your weekly dose of running motivation. We ask all of our guests this question. Barney. Would you rather be attacked by a bear-sized duck
2: or five duck-sized bears? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> this, this format's changed. That's, you don't have to answer that, Barney. You don't, that's not really be the question. Thinking about it. A question. It. He's thinking about it. Leave him. He's thinking about it. I am
1: thinking of, about it. it. Right. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I, think, I think it's forced duck-sized
0: bears. So he's gone it for four. I can't believe that. He's gone for four. I reckon I could take on four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think the options were five.
1: <laughs> or five. I'll
2: take yeah. on five. I was trying, I'm, I'm trying to sneak my way... I was trying to sneak one down. You did, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Barney. No one else agrees with us. It's just us, God, man. What is going on? Barney, that isn't
0: the question. I do have one final question for you. It's a very serious question. We do genuinely ask all of our guests this question. This is your weekly dose of running motivation... What does the word motivation mean to you?
1: I would say I love myself a good motivational quote, and but, yeah, motivation is just, what is it that gets you out of bed and gets you to, say, a track, a football pitch, a rugby pitch, whatever? What is it that gets you there in the
0: hard, in the rainy days and the, the hard days where you don't feel like you're doing it kind of thing? Barney, you've certainly got bags of motivation. Great to chat to you. Catch up soon, my friend. Thank you for having me. Running with Jake, the podcast. Actually, the only thing I suppose I didn't consider is whether or not a bear-sized duck could fly because that would negate the whole corner speed advantage that I have if it could fly. I don't know. I need to give this some more thought. But anyway, while I mull over that, (laughs) why don't you do the whole... I don't know, maybe some kind of festive Patreon thing. I'm not sure we should be asking people for money throughout Christmas.
2: Should we be doing that? I don't know. Should we? Because the issue is, I suppose with Christmas, everybody asks for money, don't they, I guess. I I guess. But we're not asking for money. Ah, That's not what we're doing. That's not what this is about, you know. Uh, Hello to Ben, by the way. Ben's our brand new patron. Thanks so much, Ben. Ben's just giving us a few quid every month um, because he enjoys what we do and, and that's his way of paying back to us. And that's... That's really nice. i really like that. And we've got Patreon, and we get paid an amount every month by people who just donate and enjoy the content. And uh, if you are in that camp, then, you know, it's Christmas, guys. I've got to get uh, Christmas presents for my family. And obviously I wouldn't spend any Patreon money for that because all the money from the patrons go straight back into the podcast. Uh, but if you are enjoying the content and you do take value and uh, you do love it, just rest assured if you can't afford it and, you, and you're a little bit tight up, that's absolutely fine. Keep enjoying it because other people pay for you uh, and they are our patrons. If you want to become a Patreon, then all you have to do is go to runningwithjake.com forward slash plodcast and there's a little link to a patreon thing there and we'll love you forever we really will i mean of course the quack as well
0: you know a bear-sized duck quacking that would deafen you man i mean at the very least give you tinnitus for life yeah you know i've not considered that i've got to give this some more thought well fortunately a question i do have the answer to is coming up right now it's time to take another one of your questions it is hashtag ask jake Josephine has been in touch, who has been running a few years now. She's got a few half marathons under her belt. She's interested in taking on the challenge of a full marathon, but the distance scares her and she wants to know how to overcome this. Uh, Josephine totally get that. Uh, Running 13.1 miles and suddenly jumping to 26.2 can overwhelm many of us. So how do we do that? Well, it's about bridging the gap. Uh, Two things. First of all, you don't necessarily have to jump from 13.1 to a marathon. While the distances in between are perhaps not quite as, popular. There are 50 mile runs that you can do is in events. This is races. There are 30k races. uh, You know, there, there are 20 mile races. So you can build up that confidence and that fitness slowly so maybe target a distance in between a half marathon and a marathon the other thing to really remember and be aware of is you don't suddenly jump from 13 to 26 it's all about training if you are right now listening to this thinking how the heck am i going to run 26.2 miles well you're not in shape to do that you've not been training to do it once you've got all that training in under your belt in your legs you then build up the distance slowly you go from 13 to 15 miles to 16 to 18 it's baby steps so I I think it's really important to have that in mind and i have no doubt you will tick the box of that golden marathon distance at some point in the future don't forget to let us know how you get on i hope that helps if you've got a question it's hashtag ask jake or you can drop me an email at podcast at running i mean we could run a listener poll we could do that we could run a poll and then next week we could give the answer
2: which would you rather be attacked by a bear sized duck or five duck sized bears I don't think we need to mate I really don't I don't there's no need is there there a need I don't know maybe I'll just wrap up the show
0: (laughs) who knows what question we'll have for you next week make sure you join us stay tuned for Running Reject the podcast your weekly dose of running motivation to subscribe and follow our show if we've not completely put you off today make sure you do that using your podcast app that you listen to your shows on and we will be back next week for more running motivation until then stay safe get out there smash some festive miles come on oh And one more thing. The dream is free, but the hustle? Now that's sold separately. I I, I don't know why the voice.